Welcome into the TFA Instant Reactions to Round 1 of the NFL Draft. I'm Robbie Jeffries here with the guy Kevin Steele talking all of the trades, all of the fancy implications for the six wide receivers and single quarterback taken in the first round of the NFL Draft, where they went, how that affects what they're going to do uh, here in their rookie season. Kevin, this was kind of a defensive draft but we still had a really interesting wide receivers taken at spots that I don't think we necessarily thought going into it a lot of trade-ups for these guys in the the middle of that draft there talk to us about what picks you liked what landing spots you liked maybe start out with those wide receivers yeah honestly I think the best picks ended up being probably the ones that were already in the NFL like I really like the move for uh, Hollywood Brown going to Arizona obviously DeAndre Hopkins is still there uh, Rondell Moore, but I think he he enters a situation where he's a great deep threat for this offense. Uh, I know Zach Ertz is still there, but he's getting older and stuff like that. But for the most part, I think this is a, an offense that he's going to step into a, a pretty decent target share in this offense. And so I actually like that move for uh, for Hollywood Brown, one that could actually uh, yield better returns even for Hollywood Brown, because you know Baltimore is much more of a run first team than what we saw last year with that sixty one percent. Uh, you know, run to pass out. It was, it was completely out of, out of character for what the Ravens normally do. I think that goes back to, you know, it may it more had to do with anything with the defense and everything else, uh, how bad it was. So I actually like this move a lot. I think it's a really net positive for Hollywood Brown. A.J. Brown, I think, is going to be very interesting going to the Eagles. Uh, you know, this is a team that also really ran the ball a lot, was really run heavy last year. But I also look at this as a move that, you know, this is kind of the shit off or get off, shit or get off the pot moment for Jalen Hurts because he is surrounded now with a, a great offense. Devonta Smith, for, you know, first round pick last year, A.J. Brown now, you know, and, and as well as um, Dallas Goddard. Right. So, I mean, th- there is no excuses whatsoever for Jalen Hurts. And I do think we see that tar- that 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 pass attempt number probably go up pretty significantly this year because they really need to see what they have in him. And, you know, because they, they do have two first next year. They have the Saints pick. So right now, I think those two stand out to me as the best picks. Now, as far as the guys that were drafted today, I kind of feel like that, like, there's no immediate, like, oh, man, this is that excellent landing spot that we were all looking for. There's no, you know, the Packers didn't take a wide receiver uh, in the first round. The Chiefs didn't take a wide receiver in the first round. Like, there was none of that, like, great 100% year one lock this guy in. Now, does that mean none of these guys are having have any success year one? No. But I think for right now, I think it's going to – Press some of these guys, especially in redraft fantasy value for year one, because who really stands out to you? Does anybody stand out to you that, of these guys that, that you're really excited about for year one? You know, real quick, going back to, to the players that were traded, I want to make sure we talk about who's still there in Baltimore. And, and I think that's Rashad Bateman. And when we talk about these implications on wide receivers, Rashad Bateman, a guy that I was really excited about in the 2021 draft, um, he now has a little bit more of an opening. I don't think the Ravens are quite done. They're probably going to still draft somebody because that wide receiver room is now kind of empty, especially if you're looking from a speed component. And there's definitely speed guys still in this draft. But Rashad Bateman's a guy that ticks up for me. I like how you talked about the Eagles situation. There's there's a lot of mouths to feed there in that offense. But if they do increase that attempts, 
yep, can we can we still get AJ Brown, you know, top 10 wide receiver? Can we get uh, Devontae Smith as a top 20-ish, 24-ish wide receiver? Dallas Goddard as as that top five or six tight end. Uh, I think we're all right on the cusp there with those guys. And then, yeah, for the rookies, I, I'd say one that stands out is going to be the first guy that comes off the board, and that's Drake London, right? We talk about all of these other spots where there's, you know, it's an okay landing spot and we don't know the quarterback. Well, that that's the same for him. But what's the one factor that's different is that wide receiver room's wide open. And I get it. There's Kyle Pitts there who's playing more of a hybrid role. He's not exclusively tight end. He's more of a wide receiver too. But we're talking about those two guys and Cordero Patterson kind of being the only pass catchers of note right now. And this is a team that's probably going to have to throw the ball 600 times because I think they're going to be in rebuild. They're going to be trailing. They're going to be bad this year. And so I really like Drake London. Uh, Maybe the touchdowns aren't there um, um, from what you want from some of these better teams, but man, from a targets and volume perspective, he's very excited. And, and yeah, from the rest of these guys, um, I think we can kind of go back and forth on them. The next one that probably stands out to me, and I know you probably feel a little bit differently than me, uh, but, but it is Chris Olave. And and because of Jameis Winston's, uh, ability and what he showed in the first, what was it, seven weeks of the 2021 season, we saw that he can make some guys fantasy relevant. We're talking about no no names that he's he's getting into um, some fantasy relevance. And now Michael Thomas is probably back. Who's the best complement to a short um, intermediate route runner? It's, it's your deep guy. It's your speed guy, a guy who can run any route, who can play inside, outside. And that's Chris Olave. And again, another team that's probably going to throw a lot because they're not going to be great. I get it. Kamara is going to take some pass catching work there as well, but he's going to stand out. And then Traylon Burks, I think he kind of is that one for one replacement. It's hard to replace all of what AJ Brown does, but if we look back to rookie AJ Brown, it looks like Traylon Burks is kind of that one to one replacement in, in terms of what you're looking for in a wide receiver that can get you yak, can get you um, handoffs out of the backfield. He can just score fantasy points and it doesn't have to be in volume because you're probably not seeing that volume with that Titans run first offense with Robert Woods still, uh, you know, being fantasy relevant, even if he is turning 30 this year. So those are three guys that come to mind. How about for you? Who's maybe the top one or two guys that you like? I do agree that I think the Chris Olave one is interesting for this year because it's going to depend on how ready Jamison Williams or Jamison Williams, how ready Jameis Winston is uh, coming off that major injury that he has. Because if we're talking about, you know, uh, if it's if he is not the starting quarterback to start the year, then I'm not as excited. But, you know, we do know Jameis Winston has that uh, D-gaff attitude, that, that chuck it deep guy. Like, we didn't really see it with him when Sean Payton was there, but now Sean Payton is gone. And I think that's another factor that we have to keep in mind with this offense because we don't really know what this offense is going to look like under Dennis Allen. I mean, Dennis Allen's had his opportunity as a head coach before and it did not work out or uh, in very well at all. And so we'll have to see kind of how this looks So without Sean Payton there, kind of the guy who's been pulling all the strings here and making this team as relevant as it has been because this team could ultimately be really bad this year. Uh, and uh, the, the Eagles look uh, just tremendous for making the move that they did by, by trading that pick for them. But uh, and just on a fantasy perspective, though, I do think Chris Olave for year one might have the the best inside track to being that guy because right now we have no idea what to expect from Michael Thomas. I mean, it's really been three years since he's really been relevant, right? Coming off with all these injuries, he's almost 30 years old now. I mean, so, I mean, he really could be. And then you would still have Marquez Calloway who's still there. But, you know, he is much more of a guy that I think that's probably more of the wide receiver three variety, possibly wide receiver two, depending on what happens with Michael Thomas. But so I do like to move for, for him. Um, 
the other one, I, I do think that, you know, Drake London, as at least from a target perspective, is probably going to be there. I don't know, though, what this offense is going to look like because I think they're going to be a team that's going to try to run the ball. We know Marcus Mariota is a running quarterback, but we've never really seen Mariota in in an offense where he has had to throw the ball a ton either because 453 pass attempts is the most he's ever had in his career. That was in 2017. The most touchdowns he's ever had in his career was 26, and that was in 2016. Um, you know, obviously he's had a lot of time to kind of sit back. You know, he hasn't really – you know, been the starter for the last two years, you know, once he, once he was, has been gone from the Titans. So overall, you know, we're going to have to wait and see kind of how with Marcus Mariota. I'm not super excited. I've never really been a big Marcus Mariota guy, but uh, I think with his running upside and everything else, you know, the, the targets can be there for Drake London because like you mentioned, they have nobody else there. I do think they, it's possible they could take another wide receiver in the next couple of rounds here. But uh, I felt like at least uh, on the surface for Drake, uh, the, the pick didn't make as much sense for the Falcons. This team is, is really bad. You didn't really need to take the wide receiver there when they did. But regardless of that, it happened. So other than that, you know, Traylon Burks is interesting um, because there is nobody else there. But I just don't love this offense at all. Uh, this is going to be a very low-volume offense. Robert Woods is there, but, uh, you know, whatever Robert Woods has left. But the thing with, with Robert Wood or with A.J. Brown is he always had to win with efficiency. And so if – Traylon Burks is not as efficient as A.J. Brown has been able to be in his career, it's going to be a really big problem because we've never seen Traylon Burks or, excuse me, A.J. Brown get some huge target share in that offense. It's never been the case. He's always won on efficiency. And so if Traylon Burks can't do that, well, sure, he might see 80, 90, maybe even 100 targets year one. Like, it's going to really depend on how efficient he can be with those targets to be how 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 useful he is. Um, and then the last guy, I guess, Jameson Williams, like, I don't really know what to go with this because that defense could still be bad. Yes, they added eight hundred in there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill everybody in your crew identifies as either big mac burger mcnuggets or mccrispy sandwich but you're the filet fish sandwich all day that crispy fish that savory tartar sauce that melty cheese that pillowy bun yeah you get it every time and if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. But, you know, I, they still have a lot of pieces. The secondary is not very good, so they could be a team having to throw the ball a lot. But I will say, last year they did a very good job of keeping themselves in, that, in, in games. They weren't getting blown out, you know, every single game. And so, you know, if that, that's the case. I don't know how many targets are going to be there when you have Swift out of the backfield catching passes, Hawkinson catching passes. They brought in DJ Chark. Amon Ross St. Brown is there. Obviously, they they love James Williams, and they traded all the way up from 32 to 12. Shocked that they made that big of a move to go get him at where they stand and, they're, and they're, where they're at. But I love James Williams. He has been my kind of my wide receiver one, two, throughout this entire process. And I think, you know, more long-term, this could be a fantastic move for him. Uh, depending on, you know, if they end up being terrible again this year and then they were able to get somebody like Bryce Young next year. Because whoever, if they can do that, and you can insert a, a solid quarterback into this, they this guy enters a great spot with an offense that is 100% ready-made for that person to go. And so, you know, I, I don't mind it, but 
you know, I think year one, I think there's going to be some splash weeks for sure for Jameson Williams, but I don't know if it's going to be one where he's a weekly guy that we're talking about, kind of like, you know, even a wide receiver too. He might be a wide receiver three flex option uh, for at best. Yeah, for sure. And I'm glad you brought him up because he's a guy that uh, when people have been talking about Amon Ross St. Brown and the breakout he had, I think sometimes we forget Hawkinson was gone, Swift was gone, and they're probably going to draft somebody. And, oh, yeah, they brought in DJ Chark. I know it's DJ Chark, but that's going to be another guy that's going to see some target share, right? So we now have what I would call a crowded room for a not great offense, right? A not elite quarterback and a not great offensive passing system. And so there's going to be some disappointments there between some guys. And and honestly, I think the odd man out might be Amon Ross St. Brown. I do like uh, Jameson Williams as a prospect better. And so I think dynasty wise, I'm excited about him, but you're right. Year one, we're probably holding back a little bit. And I'm going to repeat that for Garrett Wilson, who is a guy that a lot of people had as their wide receiver one, maybe wide receiver two, if you liked uh, Williams or, or Drake London or Burks above him, but he's right there as kind of the, the safe prospect, right? Like he can fit in anywhere and do well. And I said this going before the draft, I think on our mock show uh, that we did live, is that whoever landed with the, the Jets, I was going to be a little bit down on them just initially, right? We we see an offense that's building. We, we talked about this on the draft show that we love what the Jets are doing, but year one, as we're still seeing Zach Wilson grow, as we have Elijah Moore in that offense, Corey Davis is still there. Now you have Garrett Wilson. I don't know how those targets all mash out, and I don't know how much the, the touchdown rate is going to be there for Zach Wilson. It's going to get better, but I'm not going to see the 30th, 29th offense jump to a top 10 offense, right? We're going to see maybe more middle of the pack. And so down on Garrett Wilson, maybe year one, still okay with him from a dynasty perspective, because I do think this is an offense that's trending upwards. Did you have anybody that you were really disappointed with their landing spot where you're actually like, hey, they got first round capital, but I hate the landing spot. Maybe it's a kind of a stock down for a first round guy. Jahan Dotson, do not love the, the landing spot for going to the commanders. It's just... And it's it, it again. This is more of a year one type thing too, because because uh, we could be looking at a situation depending on what they do with with Terry McLaurin, where Terry McLaurin's gone after this year, or you know uh, he is another one of those guys like DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, not AJ Brown anymore because he signed the extension. But that that draft class is now coming due. And now, yes, they could franchise uh, Terry McLaurin, and you know him to still be back next year. But, you know, John Dotson, it's just with Carson Wentz. Like, Carson Wentz just doesn't really make wide receivers all that fantasy relevant. You might have one guy, kind of like how we had last year with Michael Pittman. But, like, I just do not expect that all these guys are going to be very fantasy relevant. And it's just tough. I like John Dotson, the player. You know, a lot of the stuff that you you know hear about him is absolutely true. I know uh, Matt Harmon loved Jahan Dotson. Uh, said he was one of the best wide receivers in this class. He has the best hands in this class. Excellent route runner. Like, there's a lots of love with Jahan Dotson. It's just I don't love the quarterback that and the situation that they're in there with Carson Wentz. And so it's really hard to get truly super excited about him with, with Terry McLaurin there. You know, as well. Um, now there's not a lot past that. You know, I guess Curtis Samuel. I think Curtis Samuel is still there. Uh, you know, stuff like that. And then, you know, the, the tight end situation is, is whatever it is. But so for overall, I just don't love the landing spot for year one. But I think moving forward, it could be a great landing spot for him because I do love the player. Uh, it, it's just interesting. We saw this huge run at wide receiver, right? It started with Drake London at eight. Then we have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave, Jamison Williams, uh, Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks, right? And then all of a sudden, we haven't seen a wide receiver since. The rest of the draft was nothing. Uh, but defensive players, mobs of linemen, quarterback, Another conversation for another day. But, um, you know, so there is still a ton of guys available sitting out there. I mean, in terms of wide receivers, none of the running backs have been selected. 
Um, you know, we still have, in terms of wide receivers, George Pickens is still sitting out there, Sky Moore, Christian Watson. So there's still a lot of really good pieces. Trey McBride at tight end is still sitting out there. So day two, day three is going to be really exciting. But as far as the first round, I think the trades were more exciting. The landing spots for the wide receivers, we'll get more into it. We'll be able to dig more deeper into these guys. But for right now, there's no standout like, yes, like, Great landing spot. Super excited about this one. I do think that long term there could be some really there's some good landing spots here, and I think you know, and that that could end up really working out, and you know where things kind of clear out for somebody uh, for some of these guys. But for right now, uh, I'm just not like immediate reaction isn't like hell yeah, love this landing spot for this guy. Uh, you know, wheels up for this guy. But you know, we have we have a lot of options to go and to kind of see see where these guys trickle out. But you know, if some offenses take a step forward, like for example, the Jets, if Zach Wilson can take a big step forward this year, this could be a great landing spot for Jameson Williams because it's really him and Elijah Moore uh, that that's there. Yes, uh, Braxton Barrios is also there. They brought him back, but he's more of a slot guy. So that that, that could end up being a great spot. We we kind of talked about you know Jared Goff has made multiple wide receivers fantasy relevant, so it's possible that Jameson Williams could you know could be a guy that's like a wide receiver three wide receiver four but overall you know i just don't think you know it's a um there's just no slam dunk right now yeah when we talk about these fancy options it's really a lot of wide receivers that go in round one we don't see any running backs go we don't see any quarterbacks go other than kenny pickett at 20 to the steelers it's the latest a quarterback has gone since 2000 that's as far back as i went it could be even further um, so that that kind of tells you what you need to know about these quarterbacks for at least this redraft first year for them. Uh, tight ends, again, we're waiting on the first one to come off of the board. So day two is going to have a lot of stuff uh, fantasy-wise that we need to pay attention to, and we're going to have it all for you right here. We're starting 6 Central, 7 Eastern, uh, live draft show for day two. Make sure you guys tune in. We're also going to have a, another instant reaction. We're going to be talking about all of these picks um, going forward, and we're going to have rookie profiles for you all as the season goes on so you guys can learn about these rookies and getting into the season, you can learn about all these redraft players that you need to know about. Keep it locked right here at the Fantasy Authority. We'll catch you guys next time. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Closing time. One last call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.